Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a look at what's happening in population migration. Over the past 20 years, population growth among secondary and tertiary markets has outpaced that of the country's largest primary cities. A new report from Marcus and Millichap shines a spotlight on a trend that's been accelerated by the events of this year. Over the past two decades, total population growth was 70% higher in secondary and tertiary cities than in the gateway cities. And since 2014, that ratio has climbed to over 200%. Changing household compositions and quality of life goals are major factors behind this trend. Individuals and families looking for a larger apartment or to own a home are moving to areas with a lower cost of living, which includes taxes. The 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act imposed a cap on state and local tax deductions, prompting an exodus of personal and corporate taxpayers to states with lower rates. Employment options also play a role. Following the Great Recession, job creation was initially concentrated in the primary markets, but in recent years, companies have been investing more in smaller areas. Prominent firms like Apple, Amazon, and Deloitte all have announced offices in Austin, Nashville, and Phoenix. Such a relocation or expansion can help diversify a firm's workforce and reduce operating expenses, opening up more professional opportunities for those looking to move. Metros in the Sun Belt and in the Mountain States have benefited the most from these trends. In contrast, about 600,000 people have migrated out of New York City and Chicago since 2014. The top cities to gain population have been Austin, Orlando, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Nashville, and Charlotte, all of them secondary markets. In Canada, Toronto and Vancouver have led the country in terms of growth for the past two decades, averaging over 125,000 new residents a year. Most of that has come from immigration, and almost half of the country's immigrants settle in the Toronto area, making it one of the most multicultural cities in the world alongside Paris and London. In the past year, Cities like my home city of Ottawa have seen a significant increase in population growth. Now, the health crisis has had a major impact on accelerating relocations. Months of being sequestered has emphasized the importance of comfortable living spaces, especially for urban dwellers who've traded larger rooms for now-closed amenities. Mail forwarding requests in densely populated New York have spiked this spring, and if this behavior extends to other markets, and becomes permanent, it could have a substantial impact on the primary markets. Urban cores raise infection risk by virtue of clustered quarters and more frequent public transportation. Most people who live in New York City, for example, don't own a car. They take public transit. Moving to the suburbs or to a less dense secondary or tertiary market can lower some of those risks. The pandemic has also prompted the widespread adoption of remote working, potentially removing another barrier to market migration. Many companies are having employees return to the office, but some firms like Facebook, Square, Spotify, and Twitter have announced plans to allow significant portions of their staff to work from home indefinitely. Employees in costly housing markets like San Francisco Bay Area might move to smaller cities where home ownership is more obtainable. These and other changes to how and where people choose to live will extend beyond the current concern of coronavirus. A recent survey by Marcus and Millichap also reported that more than half of investors listed secondary and tertiary markets as places of interest, indicating that the pandemic has not reversed the sentiment on smaller cities. And while rental income may be disrupted in the near term, longer term performance trends remain favorable. Sales price and cap rate arbitrage in secondary and tertiary markets 
also are aiding capital-constrained investors who are in search of yield. Greater competition from buyers has renewed focus on smaller cities, and it may drive up appreciation over the next few years. Cap rates have compressed in the major markets, and we're now starting to see cap rate compression in narrowing margins in the secondary markets as well. Now, in my opinion, the number one driver that's enabled growth in the secondary and tertiary markets has been the installation of fiber infrastructure for communications. And when you have a fiber connection to your home or your office, you have communication speeds that are among the best in the world regardless of your location. And speed of electronic communication is on par with importance of physical presence. And the fact is, you're always going to need to meet with people who are more than driving distance away. There will always be people who are more than flying distance away. And even before the pandemic, I was routinely spending many hours a day in video conference meetings. The pandemic has merely accelerated a trend that was already underway. In my opinion, the Marcus Miller Chap report is a little bit oversimplifying the trend. They do mention that New York and Chicago have lost about 600,000 population, but it's really the high taxation and the difficulty of doing business that have played a major role in that trend. The beneficiaries have been cities in lower tax environments. They include both primary cities like Dallas, Atlanta, and Houston, and secondary cities like Austin, Nashville, and Charlotte. As you think about that, this is an area where you definitely want to continue to pay attention. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.